0: Hi everyone, Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and this episode of our podcast is brought to you by our brand new business class membership. It's your annual pass to great deals, discounts, tips and wisdom for building the business of your dreams. Plus, you get the opportunity to be a guest on this podcast, all for just $165. Head to our website for details. Women are the biggest growing demographic in the Australian small business space. And today's guest, Mandy Richards, wants to make it easier for women to get started. Mandy is the founder of Global Sisters, a movement designed to help women become financially independent through building a small business. Welcome to Flying Solo, Mandy.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, you've run Global Sisters since 2016. Can you tell us why you started the business in the first place?
1: Yes. Oh, look, I actually started working on Global Sisters in 2012. um, And then it's kind of just built up slowly. I was working and doing a few things at the same same time, but it really kicked off properly in 2016. Um, Look, the reason I started it was was really just to make business a genuine alternative for, for women as an income stream there, you know, there were a few things that I come across in my life that that just made me realize that really, um, in Australia, particularly that, you know, there was another alternative to mainstream employment and welfare, and that's business, but it's not um, necessarily easy to start a business. So I wanted to make that accessible to all Australian women.
0: Yeah. And that, I mean, that's such a brilliant strategy and something that maybe many people don't sort of think of, immediately when we're thinking about helping women out of disadvantage but we'll get into that a bit later what do you see as the biggest challenge or barrier for women who have a business idea but they really struggle with the idea of getting started
1: oh look i, I think i think there's a whole host of things um probably the num, maybe the number one thing that we see in global sisters is is confidence um and then of course you know there's lack of access to the resources and networks and knowledge that they need. Um, and then on top of that, there's structural and 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 systemic barriers as well. Um, and we're we're working to overcome all of those and, and remove as many of those as we can.
0: Yeah. So your your target market are women who are either unemployed, underemployed or in unstable work. Do you find the women coming to you are creating businesses that are designed to support or share insights from their own life experiences have their experiences of inequality or injustice or disadvantage inspired their own business idea?
1: I think generally um, you know the women we support and women start businesses um, out of necessity because it you know it's a it's a job it's just creating your own employment rather than going to someone else for employment so I think um, of course people's experiences you know life journeys Innately help um, direct what sort of business they get off the ground. Businesses are generally built around skills and knowledge, expertise, or, or passions, and of course that comes from whatever you know, whatever your life journey has been to that to that point. We see a lot of cultural values and learnings um, coming through in in businesses. Um, we've got some amazing uh, Aboriginal women that we're supporting who who um, are developing beautiful, beautiful businesses based around their heritage and their culture. And, um, you know, one of, one of those is Jo from Goana Heart, who has, um, has an amazing business that includes a few different elements um, such as catering, but she's just recently launched a range of native teas. And they're based on these beautiful recipes that have been passed on through her, her family for generations, um, but also using... Um, indigenous farmed ingredients and and native knowledge around, you know, the health benefits of of all these beautiful um, ingredients that that go into the tea. And we have another really incredible uh, Aboriginal woman we're supporting who is launching a range of clay-based beauty products. And, again, she's really weaving in her Indigenous heritage and and knowledge um, into everything, everything she's doing, and she just has this amazing connection with the earth, which translates into just this natural talent for making beautiful, beautiful things.
0: How oh, beautiful is that? <clears throat> so it's a real part of an expression of their heritage as much as, as their interest and their circumstances.
1: Absolutely. I guess the other thing, the other thing to add to that is um that we do, we have always seen from day one that I absolutely love um, is just this desire to give back to other women. I, I would say every single woman who we have supported and who has started a business with, with the help of Global Sisters wants to give back. She wants to support other women. She wants to inspire other, other women. And um, you really see this, you know, this, the magic of the sisterhood happening um, at, at all levels, which is really, really lovely and really powerful as well.
0: Definitely very powerful. And, and obviously the, the networking power of women is pretty unsurpassed in many ways, um, particularly if we feel rallied around a particular cause. I think having that cause or synchronicity in beliefs or whatever that is tends to help propel women through life and, and also business? Absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, a lot of the women that we support, um, you know, they all come from incredibly diverse backgrounds. They've all got um, very different stories to each other, but they are absolutely connected and, and united and supportive of, of each other in this journey of becoming financially independent and building a business so that they have control over their lives to move forward with.
0: So the actual process of starting a business is no mean feat. What do you think um, women who come to you, aside from sharing this beautiful sense of connectivity to other women that you've just expressed there, what do you think that they share in terms of personality type? If you could even say that, is there a similar kind of personality type that's drawn to starting a business, would you say? Uh,
1: that's a good question. Um, I mean, there's always been this debate around is entrepreneurship something that's learnt or, you know, are you are you born with it? We absolutely believe that anyone Anyone can start and run a business. I have absolutely no doubt that every single woman out there can generate an income um, based around what she loves, what she knows, what she's learned through throughout life. Whether she's a professional or um, or or not not had a career, um, there's you know there's always something that you can that you can generate some money through. Um personality-wise, look, there's I i I've, I saw some really interesting research a while ago which was pointing to one common factor in successful entrepreneurs being resilience. And that was something that really resonated with me that I that I see. The resilience in in, in um our sisters is mind-blowing. Um and that's that's definitely that's definitely a factor. I don't know if that's a personality trait. I think I think the other, I mean, clearly they're all motivated by the idea of um, financial independence and being in control of their own lives but there's definitely other other pieces in there that are really important to them Um, you know being a role model for their children being role models for other women around them supporting other women and creating employment opportunities for other women is quite often a motivating factor and another 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 thing that we've really noticed is this or created is this concept of slow business, which is not something you ever hear anyone talking about. You know, in in media, entrepreneurship and business is really focused around like, you know, there's a lot of talk about tech and unicorns and it's high-paced and fast-moving and you need a lot of money to start it and investors and all of that sort of thing. It's just not the case. It's just not the case. I mean, that's like one particular way you can start business, Um, but but it's not. It's not the pathway that that um, our our sisters start and follow. They they really live out this um, this pathway of of slow business, where they just grow it bit by bit at their own pace, working around their circumstances, fitting it. You know in their already very, very full lives and building it um, in a way that is actually really low risk um, and um, sure and and steady so and sustainable. So they just slowly build these businesses as, as they um, over time and they become bigger and stronger um, and and we don't see that you know charging ahead at hundred miles an hour. Um, maybe investing a bunch of money and then falling flat on your face—that's <laughs> that a common story. Um, yeah, so I think I think there's a, a combination of, of things in there.
0: So what does that model look like? I mean, I know we can't talk about the whole thing, but what are sort of the beginning elements of creating a starting a slow business? Then,
1: well, I mean, it's no—you it's know—starting a business is starting a business. It doesn't matter, really matter whether you're starting it fast or, or slow. But I think um, like what we've found is that we're actually. We're actually creating a pipeline by that pre-pre um, in that pre-startup phase because a lot of the women that we end up supporting don't actually realize that business is even an option for them until they come across Global Sisters so um for for a lot of women that come through our um our program the first step is uh two hour workshop which is now available online um to anyone who wants to do it called my big idea and it's it's been it's it's really great super practical and it's been created to help a woman go through this thought process of working out what it is she really wants to do when you know moving forward in her life. So she might come out to be out at the end of it and think, Oh, actually I want to go and do some study or I do actually, I do want to go and get a job or she might come out of it and go, no, I really, I really think I could um, start a business with this idea. And that's the starting point. Um, and then if, if they, um, if they move through that phase uh, then they can go into, they can start sister school and sister school is um, a 10 weeks, super practical um, business business program that's facilitated and it just it feeds women through the process of getting business off the ground with the idea when they come out the other end, they're literally ready to start making sales. And then we put them through into a coaching, gentle coaching program where they're supported in making their first sales. And that's really about building their confidence.
0: Wow. And I can imagine how exhilarating that is, that first sale, once you've set everything up and gone through that process.
1: Absolutely. I think, I think there's a number of, I mean, our our whole program um, obviously it goes a lot further than that. It's a long, it's a long-term program that, it goes over a couple of years but it's um and, and super flexible but it's milestone based and there's definitely milestones that are just so great in increasing confidence confidence and I think I think one of them's completing sister school um one of them at the end of sister school they all do a, a business pitch and it's just to um a few business coaches and other women who've gone through sister school um with them but it's it's you know you see you see the women after they've gone through that because you know pitching to anyone is just a frightening experience if you're not used to it Um, and that's that's definitely a highlight I think getting branding just getting a logo and a business name is is definitely a you know a milestone for a lot of women it's suddenly you know it suddenly I think becomes real at that point and I'm a businesswoman um, and those, yeah, absolutely. Those first few sales. I mean, there's, you know, it's just a, it's a constant journey, and every achievement helps build that confidence.
0: I wanted to ask you about what you thought the the main differences are in women who are led to or drawn to starting their own business, as opposed to you know seeking more orthodox sort of full time employment with an employer. I think we've touched on a few of those things. Those really. Um, you know, the confidence factor and probably that sense of independence and self-mastery really, isn't it, that you're building something from scratch that you're calling your own. But do you think that there's anything else that, you know, getting this business up and running brings to women who might be coming from these disadvantaged backgrounds that a job wouldn't necessarily bring them.
1: Look, I, I think there's, I think there's a lot of factors here, and I wouldn't describe. I, I, I guess I don't describe our, the women we support as coming necessarily coming from disadvantaged backgrounds. It's more, it's more about life experiences. I mean, there's, you know, you would have seen in the, the um, over the last, gosh, one to two years the um, homelessness figures raging out of control with you know old older women and when you look at the reasons behind them it's not because they've necessarily come from a disadvantaged background it's because of life circumstances and 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 um, you know systemic issues that we have in Australia um, around you um, you know gender inequality and pay and superannuation and all of those issues and becoming dependent on a spouse who might then leave the marriage and leave them with nothing or or, or whatever so it's um like you know income i think and i also think it's these days it's increasingly normal for people, um, and we're focused on women obviously to have a number of different income streams. So a lot of the women we support do have jobs, um, like, you know, traditional jobs, but they also have self-employment as well. I think what's really important about self-employment as an option for women is that it's flexible. And this is, you know, I think that's the biggest barrier that every woman in Australia faces, especially once she gets to that stage of um of having children, uh if you know, if if she if she does, it's um, It's really hard. It's really hard to access traditional mainstream employment you know if you if you need flexibility, you might have responsibilities caring for elderly parents or um or or it might be kids or you might be a single mum or for example, you might be a migrant or refugee, and English is your second language and you know there's a lot of cultural and confidence um barriers there it's, i mean there's just you know there might be mental health issues you might have um, you, you might be still trying to navigate. Um, recovery or your way out of a domestic abuse situation. Like, there's, just, there's just so many situations that that probably every Australian woman at some stage could could relate to that, that are relevant. Um, and the key is that this is a an opportunity or a way to create an income for yourself that you have some level of control over that you can do on your own terms around whatever those circumstances are for you. Um, And when you're working for someone else, it's it's just not the reality.
0: Very true. Very true what you've highlighted there. Is there a story from one of your sisters that you'd like to share that you found particularly inspiring? I mean, I'm sure there's thousands of them but is there one that <laughs> there are is, is there one that really speaks to you or in this moment speaks to you that you'd like to share there are
1: so many i could sit here for hours spouting them off um i think one that one that's really interesting that always makes you know raises people's eyebrows because it's something that they don't really think about is um one of our gorgeous sisters in melbourne yoko um who makes this phenomenal Um, definitely the best, um, and one of the only organic miso products in Australia. So Yoko, um, as you probably guess is Japanese and, um, you know, her story is that she had a professional career in, um, in Japan, um, you know, loved, loved Japan, loves the culture, had a great career over there, met an Australian man over there and, um, (laughs) and they got married and then, um, you know, they made the choice to, they thought it would be easier for Yoko to assimilate into Australian culture, um, as her husband didn't speak Japanese and mind you, she barely spoke English at this point in time, but anyway, they made that choice. So they moved to Australia and Yoko just tells this heartbreaking story of she moved here and, you know, she just found it really, really, really hard because it was completely different culture and she learned English, but of course it would, you know, her English was still a bit broken and, Um, I think she eventually picked up some part-time work, but she just couldn't, couldn't break into the job market. Her confidence absolutely plummeted. Her husband one day said to her, you know, you're not the same anymore. And like, it's just, you hear it and your heart just breaks, but it's something that I think anyone could relate to. Like you could think, well, if I went to another country with a completely different culture, because I'd fallen in love with someone, um, and then found myself, you know, not knowing anyone different language I couldn't get work I mean that would absolutely crush any anyone and I've heard this story so many times and so Yoko um Yoko was desperate to kind of reconnect with the culture and so she started making traditional miso and then you know someone said oh um some some, one of one of their um of said oh can I buy some of that from you and and that just started her off on this on this journey and she's been going for a few years now but she's got this fantastic building uh, um, business that she's built up now making this amazing miso she's working on other fermented products she does these beautiful little in-house experiences where you can go and have a cooking lesson um she's just recently appeared on MasterChef Um, her miso has been used in some top restaurants and she's, you know, she's absolutely sparkling. She's happy and she's confident and she has this beautiful business. Um, so that's a, you know, it's just, it's a a beautiful story. It is. And it's, you know, it's an interesting one. And, and like I said, she didn't come from a disadvantaged background. It's just her circumstances changed. And that's what this is all about. It's literally about making business possible for every woman who, who wants or needs it. And generally, I think it's necessity that drives, that drives it.
0: Absolutely. And also, I mean, what have you found in response to COVID? Um, you know, we read a lot about now how obviously with the rising unemployment levels, people are looking for alternatives to that conventional sort of employment. Have you found that you guys have um, had a bit more interest in the program over the last few months?
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah we've um so we um our our program for the first few years was very um place-based so it was it was face-to-face on the ground um in uh in, in a lot of um communities and um we went through a digital transformation um which started last year and literally were launching all our programs online as covid hit thank goodness so um we yeah we've seen an absolute explosion we've uh, I think we've had over 6,000 registrations from new women um you know interested in in our program so that absolute explosion in the need and the and the interest um of women you know needing to find a new way of of making money and um it's something that we we are able to help them with.
0: That's wonderful. Um, It's it's really inspiring business, Mandy. What's your message to women who might be listening to this right now? Know they want to get started on something, but they're feeling restricted, you know, whether it's lack of financial resources or support or just motivational levels. Is there some kind of pearl of wisdom that you could drop into their ears right now to let them know that, you know, anything really is possible?
1: (laughs) Well, I think you just took the words out of my mouth. I I, I honestly, I'm the eternal optimist and I really do believe that anything is possible um, and and our tagline is making uh well we have making business possible but also backing her brilliance and I think I think um, you know every every woman is brilliant and has brilliance in her to do whatever she chooses um, and of course circumstances can sometimes make that feel pretty pretty impossible but um, Global Sisters has um everything that you need to start a business. We provide business education, business coaching, microfinance, sales and marketing support. Um, we're about to launch uh, a beautiful marketplace um, for, for all the women we support to be able to sell whatever they're selling, products, services, or businesses, uh, uh services, products and experiences, sorry. And all, all they need to do is register. We're, we're a not-for-profit and um, so there is no, you know, there's no barrier to entry, there's no cost to join Global Sisters and um, the connections and the networks and the resources that we, we can um, connect women to are, um, they're pretty phenomenal and they're, and they're very, very unique. Um, so all they need to do is go to our website, which is globalsisters.org and um, and have a look and, and register and they can, they can um, start the journey with us.
0: Sounds fantastic. I'm sure you're going to get a lot more people checking that out after listening to this. Thank you so much for sharing all your insights with us today,
1: Mandy. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me.